Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's Saturday, October 8th, 2016, and you're tuned in to another edition of The Missy Show, where your premier source for fun and informative pet topics. I'm your host, Jay, and I just knew for sure that Dee was going to be back with me today. I even saw Dee earlier this morning when we were getting our eyebrows done. Um, This time, I will say it's not work-related. I think all of that stuff is behind her, but this weekend, she's kind of tied up um, painting the house with her parents and some other household stuff. So she wasn't able to join us for this one. So I think it's probably just safe to say that um, B will probably be back on the scene when we come off of our hiatus, which speaking of which, um, I do want to remind you guys that this is our last episode until October 29th. So we'll be taking like a two-episode hiatus. So we will not be having a show on October 15th or on the 22nd. Um, But we do have a treat for you. When we um, come back on the 29th, we're still going to do our scheduled episode of the Mandela Effect plus any other scary topic that we can fit in. You know, I really kind of want to talk about that. It has uh, nothing to do with animals at all, but it's just just something weird that a lot of people, that episode is going to to be about that plus just any other creepy topic. Um, And that will be on as of right now at our normal time of 5 p.m. Central. Um, but we also have a bonus episode scheduled for October 30th, the next day. Um, that one's also going to be at 5 p.m. Uh, because I didn't get a chance to cover the crop circle part of last week's episode, we're going to use October 30th as sort of a makeup episode to cover that topic plus any other topic that we can kind of, you know, squeeze in there. So, so we'll be having something on the 29th and the 30th. So just remember, after this episode, we'll, we won't be back till the 29th. All right, um, let's see here. What else did I want to say? Oh, also, after Monday, um, this will be my last blog post also until around, like, October 25th. Could be as early as maybe 23rd or 24th, but I'm just going to say around the 25th. So not only will we be having a hiatus from the show itself, but the blog will kind of be on hiatus too. But fear not, we promise to make it up to you guys with great new material for November and December. I'm already working on some stuff. Just don't have it um, scheduled yet and written down. But but I've already got some stuff going in my head, got some good ideas for you. Okay, now on to today's topic, which is entitled Macabre Animal Stories. Some of these may be true. Probably won't get a chance to tell, but maybe about two of them. It just depends. Um, I was kind of... Um, I have to try to build it around sometimes whether I think Dee's going to be here or not, so I try to make sure that I had enough if I had to go on solo. Um, and hopefully maybe some of this stuff she'll be able to tell, like on the makeup show, or we may even be able to include it on the show on the 29th. But um, maybe two could possibly be more. 
Um, so one of the stories that could be telling could be true. One of them may not be true. So um, I actually won't leave it up to guesswork. One of them I can tell you is definitely true. The other one, there's no way for me to prove that one. That one may or may not. Um, but before we begin, let me give out the answers to yesterday's pet trivia question. The first question was, or is, um, what animals greet one another of its own kind with a kiss? So what animals, when they say hello, and, and they're of the same species, when they say hello, they greet each other with a kiss? And the answer is, it's the prairie dog. So that's super cute. So if you see some animals sucking face, it's probably just some prairie dogs saying hi to each other. So they do kiss, they greet each other. Um, question number two is, now this this was off the wall, um, what insect can actually contract a sexually transmitted disease? Um, and the answer is the honeybee. Now, okay, when we say STDs, we're not talking about the human kind. So we're not talking about it. Um, that they can contract syphilis or something like that. No. So um, we're talking about what would be a honeybee's version of an STD, such as parasites or something that might negatively affect them in the same way that syphilis or gonorrhea would affect a human. But, um, okay, that's kind of weird. So um, I'll just post a link to that so you guys can kind of read a little bit about that. And speaking of links, links from information used in today's episode can be found after the show on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash missy.show44 or on our Twitter page at twitter.com forward slash missyshow. And if you have your own macabre animal story that you'd like to share, you can always call me at 347-838-8313 or listen later in the archives at blogtalkradio.com forward slash she's a tortie. Okay, now on to some macabre animal stories. Okay, this first one truly is macabre, and unfortunately this one is a true story. This kind of makes me sick to my stomach, and it just makes me ashamed to be a member of the human race, which is sometimes how um, animals can be treated by humans. But um, this article is um, entitled, the Town That Hanged an Elephant, A Chilling Photo and a Macabre Story of Murder and Revenge. Um, and I'm just going to, I cut out parts of it because um, it's, it's not a super-duper long article, but to try to read it, you know, on here, it, it could run long. So I kind of cut out some parts, but I'll be posting this so you guys can read it for yourself and you can see the pictures and stuff. Okay. Um, trooping into the tatty dick top to the accompaniment of a drunken four-piece in Charlotte Sparks traveling circus did their best to entertain the audience on that cold afternoon in February 1916. So this was 100 years ago. They sat on their haunches, stood on their heads, and formed an elephantine train as they placed their forelegs on each other's backs and trumpeted around the ring. In short, they performed every trick they had been tortured into learning, but they could not make up for the absence of the real star of the show a five-ton Asian elephant named Mary. And Mary is the topic of this article. She's the elephant that's going to be hanged. Um, on September 13, 1916, the town of Irwin, Tennessee, hung Murderous Mary, the elephant. That, that's something that they, a nickname they gave her, Murderous Mary, 
after she mauled one of her keepers to death the day before. Mary's talents included picking out 25 tunes on musical horns, which she tooted with her trunk. She was also the champion pitcher on the Serpents' baseball team. But on that tragic day, she had been stripped of her red and gold saddle and headdress of artificial blue feathers and stood tethered in disgrace outside the tent. Waiting there in the drizzling rain, it was said that she trembled fearfully as if aware of the awful fate about to befall her. And, well, she may have done for murderous Mary, as she became known, had not only killed a man, but had made the mistake of doing so near Irwin, Tennessee. Between 1882 and 1930, there were 214 victims of lynchings in Tennessee. Most were black men found guilty of such crimes as fighting a white man and having had bad character. But soon their tragic ranks would be joined by Mary, surely the only elephant in history ever to have been hanged. Her, fr- her fate was sealed the day before the hanging when Charlie Sparks' circus train arrived in the small town of Kingsport, about 40 miles from Irwin. As always, it advertised its presence with a parade along the main street during which Mary was ridden by 38-year-old Walter Eldridge, nicknamed Red because of his rusty-colored hair. A drifter who had been with the circus only a day, he had had no experience of handling elephants, but the only qualification required was the ability to wield an elephant stick, a rod with a sharp spear at one end. Circus animals were a popular attraction in the 1900s around the time Mary was executed. A clue as to why this held such fear for the animals comes from an account of how a baby elephant named Mademoiselle Jack D.J.E.K., was tamed for a short stint on the London stage in 1829. While critics marveled at her docility, Charles Reed, a novelist at the time, described how her keeper first gained mastery over her by stabbing her in the trunk with a pitchfork at which she wheeled around, ran her head into a corner, stuck out her great buttocks, and trembled all over like a leaf. He then jabbed her, with all his force for half an hour until the blood poured out of every square inch of her huge body, every square foot of her huge body. And he had filled her as full of holes as a clove orange. Similar techniques would have been used to break Mary, but although the elephant sticks usually kept her in line, she was suffering from a painfully abscessed tooth that day. When she stood during the parade to nibble on a piece of discarded watermelon rind, Red Eldridge jabbed her to keep her moving and inadvertently hit the tender spot. Her reaction was swift and deadly. Reaching up with her trunk, she dashed to the ground. She dashed him to the ground. Blood and brains and stuff just squirted all over the street. Recall one witness. As the terrified spectators screamed and fled, a local blacksmith shot Mary with a pistol, unloading five rounds of ammunition into her thick hide to little effect. She stood still, suddenly calm again, and seemingly oblivious both to the bullets and the commotion as the townfolk encircled her with chants of, kill the elephant, kill the elephant. Fearing that his dates in other towns would be canceled if they heard that his circus was home to a homicidal pachyderm, Charlie Sparks had no choice but to give in to these demands for vengeance. The only question was, 
how Mary should meet her end. Bullets had already proved ineffective, and neither was poison likely to work, since elephants have some half a million sense receptors in their trunk and can easily detect nauseous substances. Some people advocated crushing Mary slowly between two opposing railway engines. Others called for her head to be tied to one locomotive and her legs to another so that she would be dismembered alive as they set off in opposite directions. Another option was electrocution. There was a horrific precedent for this thanks to Thomas Edison, inventor of the first commercially viable electric bulb. And I'm cutting that part out because there is another macabre story about another elephant, and this is also real too, but I won't um, include that in this story. That's what they're referring to there, but I still may post a link on that one too. Um, And that elephant's name was Topsy. And this actually occurred before what had happened with Mary. Okay, back to Mary. Um, While elephants are usually peaceful creatures, they can be incredibly violent if provoked, using their trunks to hurl people against the ground, as was the case with Mary. The next day, the circus visited Irwin, which had a 100-ton crane used to lift railway carriages on and off the track. This was strong enough to support an elephant, and the matinee-goers, disappointed by not seeing Mary in the ring that afternoon, were mollified by the news that they could see her being hanged shortly afterwards at no additional charge. As she was led to the railway yard, Mary was followed by the surface's other four elephants, each entwining their trunk in the tail of the animal in front, just as they, just as they had done on countless parades. Charlie Sparks hoped that their presence would keep her compliant, but as a chain was placed around her neck at the gallows, they trumpeted mournfully to her, and he feared that she might try to run away. To stop this from happening, one of her legs was tethered to a rail. No one thought to release it as the crane purred into action, and as she was hoisted into the air, there was an awful cracking noise, the sound of her bones and ligaments snapping under the strain. She had been raised no more than five feet when the chain around her neck broke, dropping her to the ground and breaking her hips. This is so awful. It's, it's, it's really hard to read. I've already read it once myself. It's, it's just horrible. Um, it made a white, smart little racket, recall one of the crowd, which was some 3,000 strong and included most of the town's children. The onlookers panicked and ran for cover, but Mary simply sat there dazed and in terrible pain. Meanwhile, one of the surface hands ran up her back as if climbing a small hill rather than a living creature and attached a stronger chain. The winch was powered up again, and this time Mary was raised high in the air, her thick legs thrashing and her agonized shrieks and grunts audible even over the laughter and cheers of those watching below. Finally, she fell silent and hung there for half an hour before a local vet declared her dead. Her gruesome end is recorded in a photograph so horrifically surreal that some have suggested it must be a fake. But all too sadly, its authenticity has been confirmed by other photographs taken at the time. After the show, one of the elephants broke away from the herd and began running toward the railway yard. He perhaps went in search of Mary. Since wild elephants are thought to return to the bones of fallen family members for many years, he perhaps went in search of Mary, but he was quickly recaptured and returned to the life of Captain Misery from which he had escaped. 
Knowing that Mary no longer has to endure this cruel and unnatural existence is perhaps the only consolation to be drawn from this awful tale. Today she still lies interred in a huge grave which was dug for her using a steam shovel. Some said the hole was big as a barn, but no one knows exactly where it is or seems much inclined to find it. Tellingly, there remains no monument to her in Irwin, the town which hanged an elephant and apparently remains ashamed of having done so to this very day. So that that article, that was hard. That that was, I, I don't like to hear anything about animal cruelty, and I, I understand about the about enterprise and, and needing to make money and, and things like that. And I understand that probably, hopefully, circuses today aren't that barbaric and, and they treat their animals much better, but, you know, who can really know that for sure? So now I, I'm not really a proponent of supporting zoos and um, circuses and stuff like that. You know, that story was just horrible, and I know things were, you know, much worse in those days. You know, I, I'm sure the animals have it a lot better, but once again, you know, you, you can't just always say that. And, and for probably every circus where the animals are treated well, you also have many where they're not treated well. So that story was a hard one, and, and it was even more horrific to find out that there was another elephant that was that went through even more than Mary did um, actually before that happened. But like I said, what I'll do is I'll just post a link to that one for those of you who may want to read that one. All right, now moving on. Now, this next story isn't necessarily macabre. Um, It's just more creepy. And once again, this is one that I cannot prove is true. The one with Mary, if you just kind of go on the Internet and type in um, Irwin, Tennessee, elephant, just even like type in those words, there are a lot of different articles about that. So that one is unfortunately very much true. But this one... um, came off of um, paranormal.about.com, and it is entitled The Curious Creature and also um, listed under the bird from hell. Once again, don't know if this one's true, but if it is true, very creepy. I'm kind of leaning toward it not being true because I think I would have had a very different reaction if this had been me experiencing this. But okay. The most terrifying event to happen in my life yet Let's see, the most terrifying events that happened in my life yet happened just five years ago, sometime in June in 2005 when I was 13. I guess it was one of everyone's worst nightmares, someone or something living with you unnoticed in your own home. The place I lived in in suburban Maryland was a condo, and if you turned a corner in the living room, you would see a small hallway. At the end of it was my bedroom door, and to the side, my bathroom. One late evening, right before summer break, I was watching a movie in the living room with my parents. I recall that I needed to get something from my bathroom, so I left for a second. The only light on in my house was the one in my room on my desk. As I passed my room, I realized the door was open and the light was on, but what really intrigued me was that I caught movement out of the corner of my eye. I approached the door to get a closer look, thinking it was some animal in my room. It was a million times worse. Sitting on my desk, going through my camera case, was this creature. It didn't seem to be looking for anything, but it was pulling things out forcefully, throwing them to the floor. The thing was, oh, the thing was about the size of a two-year-old, 
hunched over, hairless, bald, and wrinkled. Its skin was pitch black like it was burned and was very thin. I could see how bony it was. It appeared to be shaped like a person and looked like a small human mummy until it turned around. I gasped and turned to the bathroom, but peered back in to get a brief look because I was feeling bold. It had turned its head to face me, and I could make out long, teardrop-shaped eyes like the ones little green Martians have in cartoons, pitch black. I chickened out and fled into the bathroom trying to act natural like I hadn't seen it so it wouldn't come and try to get a closer look at me. I flipped the light switch on in the bathroom and locked the door. I remember sitting on the floor on the other side of the room feeling stranded. I did not want to go past my room again. I resorted to calling my mom over. I told my mom that she would I told my mom that she would promise to do what I asked no matter how weird it was. I asked her to go into my room, look around, put my camera case on my bed and report to me. She was gone for five whole minutes. Then she slowly walked to the bathroom. Have you been keeping birds in your room, she asked. I said no. Well, for a week or so, there's been a weird smell in your room. I didn't say anything about it, though. The past week I had been on a trip to Chicago with some friends. My mom continued, well, when I walked in, your camera case was on the ground, and I saw something moving the curtain, something big, but I didn't see it well. It's gone now. It flew out the window. It was probably a bird that got in. I thanked my mom and went to bed early. I knew it couldn't have been a bird because birds can't open zippers like the one I found open on the camera case. I've never seen it again, but I remember that one night two weeks later, I heard some strange noises and felt something moving on my legs while I was going to sleep, and the window was open when I got up. Another day, I heard a loud thump coming from my room when I was watching TV, and when I came, and when I came in, a book from my bookshelf lay in the middle of the room. I also found an assortment of string and bouncy balls and doodads in a corner of the laundry room, and no one in my family had done it. I still wonder what I saw and whether anyone else has had an encounter with it. None of my friends have, and I would really like to know who has seen it to know this. You're not for anyone who's seen this to know that you're not alone. Okay. Um. Here's my take on that. Um. For me personally, um, I don't think that I just would have went in my bathroom. And I don't know if this person, when they say they call their mom, whether they had their cell phone on them and they just sort of called her on the phone or whether they're saying that they sort of shouted out to her. But I think after I saw that thing, I would have immediately ran back into the living room, screaming like a banshee back in there to my parents, and I would have insisted that they come back here with me and look themselves. Um, or even if I didn't want to, like, scare it away and I wanted it to still be there when they got back there, I would at least ran back to the living room. So it's just a calm reaction of this person. Um, now, I'm not going to just say they're they're making it up. I don't know. That, that's why, you know, this show is macabre animal stories, fact or fiction. So this one could be a total fiction. The way it reads, it, it would be a fiction for me because in real life that just wouldn't have been my, my reaction. And definitely after that happened, I would not have just been simply going back into my room and just laying down like normal. Um, I would have told my mom what I saw, and there would have been no way I would have slept in that room by myself that night. 
Um, I would have been in there with my mom and dad or, or whatever I had to do, but wouldn't have been happening. So my guess is that one is false, but I have no no way of being able to say one way or the other if it is false or not. Um, and like I say, that one wasn't really macabre, but it was just creepy. The one with Mary the elephant is very macabre, and there's just this surreal picture of her. It, it doesn't even look real, but, but they're claiming that, that this is a real picture, and I guess we have to consider that this was 1916, so the quality of pictures, it was black and white, and, and it wasn't going to really be good quality the way we have pictures now. But, yeah, that it's one of those things where I do understand that, that she killed a human being, and I know some people are, like, deciding with the elephant over the human being, but, you know, she probably been abused so much by some of her handlers that even though it was this guy's first day, and it's unfortunate that on his first day he ended up getting killed, but um, he prodded her, according to that particular article, he prodded her in just that long place where she had the abscess, and, and I guess she just had a moment where she snapped. But when you think about what a lot of these animals go through, it makes perfect sense, especially if that other one that they were telling about, um, the little elephant that had been trained on the London stage, you know, to have been stabbed with a pitchfork that many times and, and just bleeding and, and, and the way they choose to break these animal spirits. I mean, it's any wonder that they will be a ticking time bomb and all it would take is you just prodding them one time too many and in the wrong way that they would snap. So that story is, it was very unnerving, very macabre. And, and when I first found it, you know, I just kind of put it to the side because I knew I was going to do this show, but I didn't really like go into detail and read it. And after I read more about it and I actually found out, okay, this really happened. This is really something in history. If you look it up, it's just like, wow, just the fact that they did this and these people were that bloodthirsty and it's just kind of sickening the, the, um, the, the way we'll kind of go to any resort just to be entertained. You know, it's just, when you stop and think about it, they were just coming up with all these gruesome ways to take her out, children out there. That was extremely macabre, very just horrific. I read some other stuff. I was researching some other macabre stories. The reason why I didn't include those was because most of them, like the one with Mary, this is like real-life stuff involving animals. And I kind of wanted to balance it out with something that I wasn't exactly sure whether it was true or not. And the sad thing is it's the real-life ones that are just really, you know, disturbing, you know, because I, I read one about this lady, you know, who was using animals in a they they have these snuff films and, and then there are these people they get off on animals being killed or like when when you hear about like kittens getting soft and things like that and they, they have a name for that and I I can't recall it now. I was just reading about it not that long ago. But it's some really sick stuff where where they, they like to see small animals getting stomped and now in this particular one I think they were doing some type of porn snuff film and it was involved in chickens and there weren't any kittens or anything in this one they were they were using kind of more like farm animals but they were like torturing them and stuff and and I was like you know what I don't even really want to you know give attention to this you know it's bad enough that that type of stuff really goes on in the world but that's the type of stuff that is like just 
truly macabre and just like the things that really go on with animals and stuff, which is important why as far as like dogs and cats about getting them spayed and neutered because we do have too many animals just out there that are being abused, you know, and so so it's kind of like a we can at least cut down on the pet population. That's not going to cure it, but at least you won't just have so many strays out there because you just got a lot of sick people in real life, and, and that's the real scary part. It's not so much the things that are just made up and you you know for a fact like this is just an urban legend, but it's the real stuff that, that really, you know, kind of just is very disturbing and puts a bad taste in your mouth. But needless to say, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will be posting the links about Mary, and I'll also um, post it about the other elephant if you guys want to read about that. Um, be sure to hang in there with us. We ha- we're not forgetting about you guys. We're just, you know, going on hiatus for a minute, um, and we will be back on October 29th, and like I said, the vlog will probably be um, back around the 25th. Monday will likely be my last one, but I'm, who knows? I mean, if I, if I have some time, I may be able to put one out on Tuesday or Wednesday, but I definitely know that I can get the one out on Monday. But like I said, we'll have some great new material coming up for you guys in November and December, and we're also, you know, thinking about the direction we want to take the show for 2017. So I hope you guys enjoy the um, rest of your weekend. And for those of you who are affected by Hurricane Matthew, we're still sending prayers out to you, and hopefully everything is the, the worst of that is over with. I know some people are still getting bad weather off of that. So still sending prayers out to all you guys and definitely prayers out to all the um, the victims of Hurricane Matthew in Haiti. Until next time, here's to wishing you guys a great weekend, and we'll see you later. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.